outside of that with Unified Capital that you also are helping business owners with ERC. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's huge. ERC, it stands for Employee Retention Credit and it's a government program. It was part of the CARES Act that happened like, you know, during the beginning of COVID and it's an IRS refund of payroll taxes that companies have paid for their employees over the last couple of years. So if you have uh, W-2 employees in your company that worked during 2020 and 2021, they don't have to have been continuous because actually the IRS goes quarter by quarter to qualify you. So they you could have only had an employee on for like one of the quarters, you would still qualify to get a refund. And it's a refund and a credit. Some people call it a grant, but it's not a grant because it doesn't qualify under certain rules for what a grant is, but mm -hmm. it's a refund. And then they credit you more money because they held on to your money that they owed you. So they actually pay you interest on top of the money that you're supposed to get back. So it's crazy, man. You can get, a company can get up to $26,000 per employee. That's a lot of money, right? Like, so- You have 10 employees, you qualify to the full amount. That, that's 260 grand that that business can now have access to. Yeah. And who knows what that, what is that fund? Does that, does that help you hire more people? Is that fund inventory? Like, yeah, I, I'm sure the opportunities are endless for those business owners to immediately like plug and play fast growth, having that type of capital. We specialize in purchasing like future payment streams. So for if you have uh, W-2 employees in your company that worked during 2020 and 2021, we, we funded a guy 39 grand. You know, wow. we're in a position to help people because that's really what we're doing. Welcome to the Mind Your Own Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Sterick. This show is where we talk about all kinds of different stuff in business, but mainly we talk about how to mind your own business and stay in your own lane. And we interview only distinguished guests in order to find out their secrets. stuff right now. We're pushing hard into the ERC stuff, helping out a lot of businesses with that. We're, we've got our multifamily investing. So we're investing in apartment buildings and also self-storage. All that stuff's going really well. Tell me a little bit about you know your stuff and the structured settlement things that you're up to. Yeah, no, I appreciate you setting some time aside to be able to do this call together. I think it's good for your audience and mine to introduce ourselves and what we have to offer. So hopefully we'll bring some people value here. But yeah, on my end, my business, American Annuity Funding, we specialize in purchasing like future payment streams from annuities and structured settlements to help those people get their cash now. So it's kind of interesting situations. You deal with some people that are in some emergencies and yet you deal with some other people people that maybe have a business or have really good investment opportunities where that cash now is just going to get them a much better return on their investment as compared to something like an annuity because they're they're guaranteed they're they're nice they serve a purpose but it's just it's so low interest bearing having that guaranteed aspect a lot of these i'd say on average you see three to five percent typically because a lot of them were set up like decades ago okay if you were getting one set up today you'd be getting a little bit of a higher return 
return, like maybe closer to six or so. Okay. But yeah, a lot of these are three to five and a half percent. So it's low interest. Okay. So like if like somebody's in a car accident and they have a lawsuit, right? And then they're awarded some money, but it's meant to be paid over like 15 years or something like that. Then what you guys do is you go in and you give them all of their money up front and then you take over that. Kind of explain to me how that side of things works. To set the stage a little better, I'll preface that answer with a structured settlement comes from somebody like you alluded to with one situation, which would be a personal injury. The other couple sides of it could be a wrongful death and even a medical malpractice. I guess I would use the term awarded for somebody that's a lottery winner because okay. that truly is an award on these structured settlements. Something negatively certainly impacted them physically, mentally in their life to be even deemed to have this type of monetary compensation on their side, right? I lead into that with saying that I think that structured settlements serve a good purpose for a few people. If you're of retirement age and you need a guaranteed income source for retirement, I think an annuity or even a structured settlement type of annuity is a great option. You need a guaranteed income. Same with somebody who got seriously injured. Let's say that car accident example that you gave. If they got injured to the point where they're not physically able to work anymore or they like have a, a severe disability, I think it makes sense to actually keep that policy in place and have themselves that guaranteed income because it's meant to replace their ability to work. Like what type of income could they get in the workspace as compared to what is this paying them now? It's probably, yeah. might not be dollar for dollar what they can make in a salary, but it's it's meant to compensate that salary or hourly wage. That makes great sense. Cause yeah, it's, it's right for some people and definitely not right for others. Yeah, exactly. Who it's, in my opinion, I mean, everybody's opinion is different, but who people should either not choose it or get out of it is if they're healthy individuals, you know, younger, younger people as well. Let's say if you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, I think it's a great option because you have a lot lot of time on your side in terms of longevity of life still available to you. Like why not bet on yourself? Why not bet like or invest in multifamily real estate kind of like what you mentioned? Like those are probably going to get you a much greater return and you can afford to have a little bit of risk, but you still have so much time on your side that that risk is probably minimal, right? Yeah, I can totally see that. All right. So who would be the ideal client of yours to let's say that they had a structured settlement and but they still have a job or some something to that effect where they have their monthly income and they have like this big chunk of money that they can't access. Who is that ideal person and what can they do with that money? The ideal person to me is going to be from your 20s to your 40s, somewhere in that range, because like I mentioned to you before, you still have a long life ahead of you. Any type of investment that you get into outside of the settlement with that much time on your side, you're giving yourself a great window of opportunity. If you go into something with a three to five year plan, you just, there's higher risk there inevitably, right? You just don't have a lot to make up for. You'd have to have a really, really high return on that. But I'd say somebody that has the ability to also make up for what they sell. So let's say somebody is getting $2,000 a month or $3,000 per month from a settlement right now. It was originally probably set up in most cases when they were a minor and maybe the parents or guardian or attorneys thought that that structure was really good at that particular time. And they can't legally start receiving payments until they turn 18. Let's just say that they're getting that two or $3,000 a month. Now, if you can enter 
the workforce or have your own business and have your salary or hourly wage replace that monthly income that you're selling the rights to to get the cash now, I think it's a very smart play because you're not relying on that to pay your bills, your expenses, the phone bill, the light bill. You can afford to have your job, your active income pay that stuff and have this kind of be in the background more as investment money. I think that's like an ideal person. Okay, that's cool. No, I like that. And that makes a ton of sense because yeah, if, if you can replace that income, right, that monthly payment income, then why wouldn't you want access to that cash? So that way, you know, you can actually use that to grow or start a new business or hire people for your business or, yeah. or like invest in real estate where that money is just going to get parked and you're going to let it grow and just, you know, keep that revolving door of cash flow going. And I mean, I guess like, even if you invested it in like some other business or into real estate, it might even pay you more than what those monthly payments were paying you, depending on how you invest it and grow it. Oh, 100%. I mean, I've worked with a lot of people that do it. And I, and I think... It's not even just about, let's say, working with a financial advisor, investing in single family homes, commercial real estate, betting on yourself too. Like one of my most recent or two of my most recent clients, like she so had a girl, Amanda, she was only getting like $350 a month. Like what is $350 a month really paying for, right? We were able to help her get like close to 15 grand and that 15 grand was going to help pay her tuition costs and what she needed to be officially become a registered nurse. Awesome. And we figured out that, okay, if you sell this with your additional salary, you're going to make like almost $1,000 more per month net take home. Wow. Add that up over a number of years, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be much better for her to get rid of it, not take on the loans, the student debt. She didn't want debt. She's like, yeah. I want this to be paid off. I don't want to have to worry about paying bills or add to my monthly expenses. Let me liquidate this asset and pay. Yeah. Uh, so she did. And then- Actually, last week we we funded a guy thirty nine grand. Wow! He sold five hundred dollars per month for an extended period of time, but it was the same thing for him. Like he's now going to pay with part of the proceeds from that thirty nine thousand. He's going to pay for trade school outright, awesome. become a become a mechanic, awesome. which is what he always wanted to be. And guess what? That salary pays. No he's way. estimating a minimum four grand per month. There you go. His only income was the annuity, which was five hundred dollars per month, and now yeah. he's going to be able to have a four grand salary. Like yeah. it's a no brainer to sell that and pay for your education. Yeah, man. I'm going to go on a little tangent here because I love this stuff. And I love that, you know, we're in a position to help people because that's really what we're doing. Right. And you know, you can teach, you can give a man a fish or you can give him a fishing pole and teach him how to fish. And what this guy just did for himself is, you know, you, you helped him learn how to fish. Like he already wanted to learn how to fish. He's not asking you for one fish a day. He's asking you like, Hey, help me out. Let's figure out how I can teach myself how to fish so I could feed myself for the entire year. And I think far too often, like people in general lose sight of like the real purpose of why we're here and that's to help people and because we want to see people do better like when people when we help people do better like i mean i know i feel good like when when i'm able to help someone grow themselves grow their lives you know do something like very good for their family like it's just it's really rewarding for me no it's and it's the same here don't get me wrong i mean there's bad apples out there just in every industry like there, there's companies and individuals in my space that i'm sure don't really care that much about the customer but like I do. And yeah. the people that, you know, I hire like for, to be on my team, like I make sure that they have a pretty high moral compass as well, because it's very easy to just do a deal. If somebody wants to sell it, to go on a vacation, or if they want to sell it and that money's just going to sit in a bank account, it's 
earning no interest there. And we're losing money if we don't accept that business. I also know that we have to bring these people through a court ordered process, mm-hmm. explain what they're using the money for to a judge. And that judge has to deem this is actually in their best interest. Wow. So if it doesn't make sense to us, how am I going to make it make sense to a judge? Like yeah. it's doomed from for failure from the beginning, but at the same time, it's not getting started in a bad transaction and it'd be also trying to look out for them. Yeah. So going back to what you said about like, who's my ideal customer? It could be anybody that has the ability to take this money and do better for themselves. Simple. Like, can you make this money do better for you than the current structure of that annuity? Yeah. That's the perfect person. Yeah. It's, and it's very simple because like you want to be ethical. Of course you are very ethical on what you do, but like that process forces you to be ethical because you can't cut corners. The judge is going to see right through anything you try and, you know, put across their desk. And if it's not good for the people, it's not, it'll get denied. You know? So, I mean, there, it does add a layer of protection, but you know, you're also leaving it up to the individual going to court, trying to go through a transaction to still be honest about what they're using the money for. Cause no one's, no one's following them around after the court process is over and and double checking to make sure every dollar was allotted to what they said. So so you are kind of taking somebody's word for what they're telling you. But the more that we can get somebody to open up and trust as us as like that valid ethical professional space person in this space we can get more truth out of them and we can really deem like is this what's best for you or not Mm -hmm. what if somebody already has a good salary or they own their own business but they do have you know this payment that's coming to them they want to cash it out like for example to invest in real estate okay so how does that work like with a judge? How do you present that and what does it look like? So I guess it depends on the investment, right? Before I answer that, let me ask you, with, with your company, Unify Capital, what types of returns are you typically able to get people that invest alongside of you in multifamily? Like, is there an annual rate that they're getting a payout, like a dividend almost from? Are they making a multiple in their funds over a certain amount of years? Like, Maybe you could explain that and that helps me better answer with your example. Sure. Yes. What we target somewhere in the 18% to 20% annual return. And that's usually cumulative over a number of years that we hold the properties. Basically how it works for us is we buy a multifamily property. So we'll buy an apartment complex. We'll bring a bunch of investors together and we all buy it and then we'll fix it up and then we'll hold it for a number of years and then we'll sell it. Just like somebody flips a house, we flip apartment complexes. The larger scale takes more time. And so you're money sits in the deal longer. Let's say somebody invests $100,000 with us. Okay. When we sell the property, we want to get them usually twice the amount of money that they invested. So if they give us 100, they invest 100 with us, we give them the original 100 back plus another 100 and that's their gain. So let's say we hold that property for 5 years. We're doing 20% return per year. Exactly. So 5 times 20 is another $100,000 that they get. And so you have about a 20% annual return. And then what they call the equity multiple is how much money are they going to get? We usually go for two times. We want to double your money is basically what it is over the course of about five years. And that's phenomenal. So let's just use that as an example. Then if I was presenting that to a judge, let's just hypothetically speak, and every situation is different because when we quote people, we have to take into account the insurance company and who's holding and issuing their policy, you know, because some higher higher ratings could be a plus company, like say Pacific Life or MetLife, or you get a 
B minus paper now, like Genworth as an example. So those ratings vary in terms of risk in an investor's eyes. But let's just say we got somebody somewhere between an eight to 10% discount rate, which okay. is essentially the opposite of what you're explaining. So okay. if you're if I was taking future payments to come up with a, a present day value, we use a form of an interest rate called a discount rate to get what it's worth today. Okay. And if we were valuing that between eight to 10% and you're getting somebody 20%, they're making more than double the rate with, yeah. with an investment like you're offering okay. as compared to sticking with that settlement as is. Okay. If that's the case, let's say we got somebody a hundred grand, maybe they're only due to get 150 from the settlement. But with you, they're getting a 2x multiple on the principal. It's a lot more money for them. <laughs> so you can kind of, you could present that to a judge and you can say, hey, they have a great salary or they have a, a business that pays them well. And so they don't need this monthly payment, but they'd rather take their, their settlement, their chunk of money, and they want to invest it into real estate because Correct. that's what they're going to do for the long term, for their family, for generational wealth. And the Correct. judge would look at all of those documents and everything you present to them, and they would award it because it's beneficial to the client. Yeah, they would deem all that. They deem their their age, make sure that they understand exactly what they're doing, that they're of sound mind and capable of making these types of decisions. Did you or did you not seek professional advice through maybe a financial advisor or an attorney? Not that it's necessary, but sometimes that can be a bonus. If the investment had a track record, maybe including paperwork as an exhibit with the with the petition in order to show here's the documentation that shows x y and z here's a 10-year history of what unify capital was able to do for their investors with, and an example of previous projects that actually paid out what we're offering because 20 percent to the normal person sounds like a pretty damn high annual rate of return to be getting mm -hmm. so just having that track record and making sure, yes, that they do have a salary, that they don't rely at the income and that it is truly beneficial for them, which the numbers will speak for themselves if they're along the lines of the example that you gave, kind of a no-brainer to have that approved for somebody. Yeah, well, that's amazing, man. So, I mean, obviously like past performance is not indicative of future results, right? We got to say that. Of course. Uh, but yeah, typically that's that's what we target for, for any kind of multifamily or, or self-storage investments. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's been going really well. It's been going really, really well. So we've made a lot of people really happy. So if you're watching this and you have a structured settlement and you <laughs> want to speak with Stephen on how he can get you that type of return, I, I highly encourage that you reach out, set up a call with him. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. That's cool. <laughs> So, so we were talking too, outside of that with Unified Capital, that you also are helping business owners with ERC. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's huge. ERC, it stands for Employee Retention Credit and it's a government program. It was part of the CARES Act that happened like, you know, during the beginning of COVID and it's an IRS refund of payroll taxes that companies have paid for their employees over the last couple of years. So if you have uh, W-2 employees in your company that worked during 2020 and 2021, they don't have to have been continuous because actually the IRS goes quarter by quarter to qualify you. So they you could have only had an employee on for like one of the quarters, you would still qualify to get a refund. And it's a refund and a credit. Some people call it a grant, but it's not a grant because it doesn't qualify under certain rules for what a grant is, but mm -hmm. it's a refund. And then they credit you more money because they held on to your money 
that they owed you. So they actually pay you interest on top of the money that you're supposed to get back. So it's crazy, man. You can get, a company can get up to $26,000 per employee. That's a lot of money, right? Like, so- You have 10 employees, you qualify to the full amount. That, that's 260 grand that that business can now have access to. Yeah. And who knows what that, what is that fund? Does that, does that help you hire more people? Does that fund inventory? Like, yeah, I, I'm sure the opportunities are endless for those business owners to immediately like plug and play fast growth, having that type of capital. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not limited to, to like what you can use it for. So you can use it to pay payroll, pay rent, buy equipment, expand, hire more people. Like literally you can use it for anything in your business. The money comes as a check from the IRS. I wish I had some checks with me, but I don't. It's literally a check that from the IRS, just like when people got like stimulus checks, mm -hmm. you know, those like multicolored, it looks exactly like those checks from the IRS. And what we're seeing is like most businesses, they qualify for about $15,000 per employee on average. That's what okay. we're seeing. Because to qualify for 26,000 for the full amount, you have to meet like, a lot of specific criteria. Most businesses qualify for about 15,000 on average. So for example, I just helped out a, a local company here in Ventura. They're, they're a clothing brand. They have a clothing store on our main street and they're a very popular brand, but they were completely negatively affected by COVID. You know, part of their store had to cl close down and they had shipping issues coming, getting their product in from overseas. So like they had all of these different qualifiers and during the time, they only had six employees on staff. They're getting $102,000 back. Well, especially you being in California, sure. LA area, you, you guys were really shut down. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of those local businesses could yeah. really benefit from having access to that money. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so the, the cool thing is the application process is like really, really simple. It usually takes about 10 minutes to go through the application that we have set up online. And there's only a few documents that the company need, uh, needs to upload, like just some payroll tax documents that you can easily download, like from your payroll service. If you use QuickBooks, Intuit, if you use Gusto or even ADP, you can download those documents really easily. Or if you have your CPA or somebody else do your payroll, they, they have those documents. And so it's really, really simple. And the process is real streamlined and... Everything is open and, and upfront. And the number one thing I get is great. when do I have to pay it back? And I'm like, no, no, you don't like, you don't pay it back. It's literally a refund from the IRS. And then the other thing I get a lot is, oh, I don't qualify. I already looked into the program because I didn't have a loss in revenue or revenue reduction. That was the original rules that they had set when they created the program. They've since uh -huh. amended the program five separate times. So now, like 95% of businesses out there qualify for the program, but they don't know that they do. They already thought, oh, I checked it out and I don't qualify. So why do you think they had all those amendments to, I guess, change the rules or qualification process? Yeah, it's to help people out. You know, really, it's to help the American small business. And, and actually, it doesn't even need to be a small business. I mean, we've had companies that have 100 employees and we've been able to help them out. We have a local company here in town. That's like 1.5 million based on your, your they got, averages. They got 1.8 million. Wow. And it's a local company here in Ventura County. I can't say the name obviously for privacy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they thought they didn't qualify. We went through the process with them. Think about what 1.8 million will do for them. I mean, unbelievable. that's unbelievable. You know, they've been they've been able to expand their territory. They've been able to improve their facilities. They've been able to do things like offer better health care for their employees, for their workers. Like it's really been, it's been unbelievable. And the thing is, is it's not really publicized that much. Like PPP and like the smaller, the EIDL, the economic impact disaster loans, those were publicized a lot because it's a loan and that loan has to have interest paid back on it. And so of course, like people are going to be pushing that out there because they make money on the interest, right? Well, they don't push this program at all because it's literally a refund of the payroll taxes they already paid in. So I get that a lot too. They're like, oh, this, I've never heard of it. Like, this is not real. And I'm like, let me show you the IRS website. It's right here, here, and here. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot. Let's check it out together, you know? And so I get a lot of shocked people. Like they get, they're like, wow, this is actually a real thing. And then I also get, I get a lot of people who are like extremely grateful for the opportunity because they didn't know that their business qualified for this stuff. And all of a sudden they're going to be getting a check for a hundred grand. And I, I absolutely love it. I love helping these people out. Like, look at like seeing the look on their faces. And then when they get the actual check, like that's the moment for them. They're like, holy crap. Like, you're, you're right. This is yeah. real. Thank you. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, that their phone, they start picking up their phone and they're like, Hey, you got to talk to Steven about this stuff. Like it's legit. Like, look, here's my money. And anyway, yeah. it just makes me, it makes me really happy to help people out. Just like what we were talking about earlier with your side of things. Like it's a huge opportunity for, for a lot of people out there. And, and I'm really excited. So my goal this year is to help out 400 businesses get their money back. So, so with 400 businesses based on what you've seen as an average, and I know that part of our network group here, like DM Alliance, we all have lofty goals with how we want to bring value and help people. But 400 businesses, awesome goal. But I'm curious, what is the dollar amount that that would bring the people in your network or businesses that didn't know this opportunity existed. I mean, if, if we're doing the average of 15,000, right, per employee, and I'm glad you asked the question because I've actually never done the calculation. So bear with me two seconds while I run. <laughs> <laughs> we say the average business is going to get a hundred grand. Okay. We're talking about $40 million. Back $40 million. The, yeah. Back to the local community. That's $40 million for them to reinvest in their businesses, in their employees, into the community that just helps everyone amazing you know and it's going to create jobs too because these people they're the business owners they're going to take this money and then they're going to say like cool well i've always wanted to do this with my business or i've always wanted to improve in this area i need to hire somebody so now we're job growth 
Like now we're creating jobs. It's really amazing what, what this is going to be able to do for a lot of people. So but I'm sure the question you get asked a lot too, and it's not meant to put you on the spot too much. What do you get out of like helping these businesses? Because I'm sure people come to you and like, Stephen, I appreciate it. I, I know you're telling me I'm going to qualify for 100, 150,000, but like, why isn't my accountant? Why isn't my CPA? Why isn't my attorney? Why aren't they telling me about this? Why did it take you having to come to me to tell me? Like, what's in it for you, Stephen? Yeah, that's a great question. So the short answer is we make a processing fee for processing the documents. The, the long answer is it takes a lot of time. Per employee, it usually takes two to four hours to process these documents with the IRS per employee. So you're talking about a company who's got- I think you're cutting it short. I've heard that it takes up to 20 plus hours or maybe more per employee. I know it's a long process. Yeah, I might be cutting it short, but you know, if we go on the two to four hour calculation and you got 10 employees, that's 20 to 40 hours of work for somebody to process these returns. The thing with CPAs and attorneys is like, they don't specialize in this stuff. We do. Like, this is literally all we do in this company. It's a US-based company based out of Utah. We have over 200 employees in-house with the company that does all of the processing. There are there are CPAs, there are attorneys in-house. Actually, we have an attorney general on the board of advisors for this company, along with multiple teams of lawyers. And the, the company makes sure that everything gets done right. Going through the IRS, yeah. <laughs> going through the IRS, nobody wants to get audited, right? So everything's got to be exactly how it's supposed to be. And so the, that's kind of the reason why CPAs and other attorneys really don't focus on this stuff is because they're not, they don't do payroll. They don't run payroll for their companies. So a CPA, they'll do the tax returns every year, right? And they'll yeah. file those, those corporate tax returns or business tax returns, but they don't file the payroll stuff. And attorneys definitely don't do that. They don't do any of that stuff. So, you know, but we welcome to have accountants and CPAs call us, question us and help us out. Same thing with attorneys. We actually have quite a few CPAs that refer their clients to us because this is what we do. So I just got off the phone this morning with CPA. They're going to be helping out three of their clients and they're going to be sending them to us. They've already put them through the system and now we're just processing their applications. And... One of the cool things about that is like for a CPA, it's like, hey, I just found a way to better your business, Mr. or Mrs. Client. Mm -hmm. And so the CPA now is like adding value to their clients in another way that they didn't know was possible. Same thing with insurance agents. So we have a lot of insurance agents that refer their business clients to us because they're like, hey, yes, I do your insurance stuff and I'm giving you, you know, the best price that I can on your policies. But I can also help you with this other thing. Go talk to my friend, Steven, and he'll help you out and explain to you, you know, what the IRS owes you. The That's the long answer. The short that's answer right. is, yeah, the short answer is, of course, we charge a fee for doing all the processing because it is a lot of work. And then the long answer is we do it because we specialize in it and not a lot of other people specialize in it. Perfect. So yeah. I'm curious, so we've, we've covered like a number of things from, from ERC to you know, real estate investing and kind of what I do here with structured settlement funding. If I were to ask you a question to put yourself in one of my customers' shoes, for example, 
you have the ability to, let's say, have just use a, a large number, right? Let's just say $300,000 owed to you personally over the next 20, 25 years. Or instead of that 300,000, you get 150,000 now. What would you choose and why? It's kind of like when you play the lottery and they, you always think like, okay, am I going to take like the lump sum? I'm going to get half of the $2 million jackpot or I'm going to take payments for 25 years or however long it's structured for. I think it depends obviously on your personal situation. Like what can you do with it? Also, is it wise to take all that money right now? If you're asking me personally, I would take the lump sum in a heartbeat. I would take the lump sum like immediately because I know that I can take that money and place it in other places that's going to make it grow exponentially compared to just getting a monthly payment over a long period of time. Yeah. That's not going to help me as much. Right. Because I'm in a position where, you know, I have a business that I get regular income from. And if I had a big chunk of capital, I could do the same thing we're talking about all these other business owners doing. Hire more people, grow, expand. And, and it gives you the ultimate higher rate of return on that money. And you're going to make way more over that 20, 25 year span. Yes, absolutely. So I think it also goes to show that, like you make a good point though. It's like, if you don't have say your level of expertise, it might be wise to wait and doing anything at all, level yourself up, invest in yourself, learn the skills that you need to learn, whether it's sales or marketing or about particular investment avenues. And once you become kind of a pro at it, then maybe it's time to make that right move. But I think everybody's at different stages in their life too, right? So somebody could already have that level of professionalism or that level of skill where they could turn it into something quickly, whereas others haven't even started educating themselves on it yet. Yeah. So. Well, so the the gentleman that you helped out recently, who's going to go to mechanic school, yeah. he's going to become a mechanic and he'll make his $4,000 a month. Well, let's say that mechanic was already a mechanic and he'd been mechanicking for five years. He knows the business inside and out, but he works for somebody else. He wants to start his own business and he wants to break out on his own, but that's going to take him a huge chunk of cash because he's going to have to rent a space, outfit it, tool it up, put lifts in to lift up the cars, or I don't know what kind of mechanic he is, but I'm just assuming, let's say car mechanic, mm -hmm. that's going to take him, depending on where he lives in the country, minimum a hundred grand to start that business. So if he's already in that position and then he has this structured settlement where he can get 150 grand right now instead of 300 over 25 years, that gentleman takes that money right away and then builds this business and does like has his dream business that he wants and he owns his own mechanic shop. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm without with a you. doubt, man, without a doubt. I think there's another side of the equation that gets, I think, left out and why people choose not to act as well is they, they, they see a number on paper that's not worth what it is today. Yeah. Like 25 years, 25 years is a long time. And when you see $300,000 on paper, a lot of people think immediately, like, I have $300,000. And it's like, well, you do, 
but you got to wait 25 years time for it to all slowly drip in. Yeah. It, it ain't 300 now. Didn't mean to cut you off. What about, you know, inflation and how much is that 300,000 actually going to be worth 20 years from now? Well, that leads to my, my next point. Let, let's use real estate as an example, right? I can't speak as much on commercial like you can maybe, but I, I, I know more historically on single family, but you single family, right? There's like a 130 year history since like 1890 where real estate averages 3% growth per year. Historically, through the ups, the downs, whatever, right? three, three, three or 3.3% per year is what real estate averages, which means that your property value doubles every 24 years. So let's say somebody right now has a $250,000 home. Why aren't you selling it for 500,000 today? You're putting it on the market with what it's worth today yep. based on what comparable homes have sold in your neighborhood, in your area, based on bedrooms, bathrooms, renovations. It's only worth 250 today. But if you know 24 years from now, that home's going to be worth 500,000. Again, wrap your mind. Why aren't you listing it for sale for 500? Because you can only sell what it's worth today, right? Yeah, makes perfect sense. Makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. I think there's a ton of value to what you do. You know, I think it's huge. I think that you're unlocking, you're literally unlocking what people are capable of doing today rather than like this slow dripping faucet over 20 years. You're dumping yeah. the bucket. You're just literally dumping a bucket of money on top of them right now. Speed and efficiency, I think is one thing that we've learned from some very high level people that may be in your network that I know are in mine. And those people act now and they act fast. If, if you want to unlock the potential to get to the end destination sooner rather than later, you have to act with speed. And unfortunately, these products, again, they serve a purpose for certain people. I've described a lot of them that should stick to where they're at because it gives them the safety that they need with their particular situation. But for a lot of people, this could really fast track their earnings and their potential financial freedom or their or their wealth a lot faster <laughs> than they would otherwise just leaving things the way they are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's a shortcut. Totally a shortcut. You know, just like getting around people that are doing things that you want to be doing in the future. It's a shortcut. You learn from people who've already been there, who've already done it, who've already made the mistakes, just like you and I do. And so this is, it's unbelievable, man. I'm really happy that like you're able to help all these people out and show them a different path too. So the mechanic, if he just kept on mechanicing for the next 15 years, he would just make a salary every single month, but showing them a way that he can build a business, right. And you're facilitating that by dumping that bucket of money on top of them. It's amazing. I love it. So yeah, man, that's well, that's why, I, that's why I appreciate like, you know, us having this conversation right here, right now, you know, hopefully it helps maybe people that are in your network that have a settlement or an annuity that never even knew this option existed. They just thought that they were stuck with it the way that it was forever. Like yeah. that might not be the case and, and we can help you look into it. You know, we got business owners that could be watching this, that could reach out to you about ERC and we got the best of both worlds. They could be settlement people. They could be business people. And guess what? Now they have a guy like yourself that they could turn to about really cool commercial investing opportunities that are giving like 20% annual returns. I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal rate. Yeah, man.
Well, I really appreciate this conversation and, uh, and I appreciate you taking the time today for this. Yeah, you as well, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, take care, man. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot. Редактор